Well, hello everyone, and you join us here again to continue regaling you about all the stories we experienced at Watches and Wonders. And uh, second in our little list is Tudor. Now, I was um, I was particularly impressed with Tudor, least of all because of the value point. Uh, but do you remember the video that they made us watch, Tom? I feel like I've been recruited subconsciously into some sort of uh, militant army. I'm not quite sure. Yes, of course. Yeah, I mean, that will explain everything to you about Tudor's new releases um, this year. Um, <laughs> but we haven't got time to play it in full. So um, I'll, what I'll do is I'll just sort of snip it up and uh, I'll, I'll just pass it out throughout the video. Um, sort of like this. Expand your perimeter. And maybe you too, dear viewer and listener, will succumb to the mind tricks of the Tudor marketing department. <laughs> um, what I wanted to do first, actually, was uh, we, we spoke a little bit more at length about the Rolex releases yesterday. And really interesting to see that the general vibe is just, meh, done with it now. Done with Rolex. Well, that, that sentiment was almost instantaneous, wasn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. I, di I didn't know if people would warm to it afterwards but it doesn't seem the case um i'll read you a few comments tom and uh let's let's get your feedback on those okay so rainy day watches says the air king went from being the explorer you have at home to something worse than the explorer you have at home right <laughs> okay the explorer on the street yeah <laughs> um yeah i suppose yeah the explorer doesn't really um buzz me either so um yeah, they can go, can't they? Air King Explorers, get out of there. Yeah, it was generally, uh, huh. some some people liked the Zero, some people didn't. What are you going to do? You're an explorer. Good. Chris says, what makes Rolex designs so timeless is precisely the fact they don't make huge changes. Yeah, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, like the Air King and the Explorer, perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the issue is, is that they barely make any changes and they go everyone everyone come here look what i did look what i did ah. and it's it's the hype isn't it it's battling with the hype yeah and your expectations and also i think a lot of people are, uh, are kind of like why are we still talking about this none of us can have them <laughs> it's like a sort of look at all these precious unicorns aren't they lovely yeah but they don't exist in the wild so why do we keep talking about them yeah but it it's very much your favourite, isn't it? The hypothetical question. Like the one I asked you in the airport that made you quite irate. Would you... Uh, and <laughs> if you want to answer in the comments below on this one, would you rather give up your fingers or your toes? <laughs> yeah, but anything you would have said to me in the airport would have made me irate, so... <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm trying... I'm sort of grappling with this idea anyway. It's just sort of... I think we need to it's sort of like bird spotting isn't it we just need to kind of just appreciate the pictures and the shapes and the lovely colors and stuff and just and just kind of have appreciation from a kind of i don't know maybe an artistic standpoint really and not actually anything to do with ownership <laughs> we saw them for real we can tick those off and we can yeah, move on exactly um bruno rs says i would 100 percent prefer to have them focus on production than releasing new watches every year i mean that that's my sentiment yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Presumably, they can do both. And, you know, these new watches can just slide into their production line um, without too much upheaval. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, the kind of false scarcity thing is, I think you've got it. Yeah, that's you've done that. You've created a buzz. You've got people yep. desiring your items. You can you can start pumping them out now. So um, just do what you got to do. Explore unfollowed trails. You chose nature. 
But yeah, well, to jump from one Rolex brand to another that, in this case, actually does evolve their designs and increases the production to make them available. Let's look at Tudor. So the, 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 first, the first big hitter, really, is the Black Bay GMT. We saw the, um, the ceramic Rolex root beer that they did a few years back, and this is the Tudor version. Although, as with Tudor, it is going to be available and it's going to be affordable. This is just £1,000 uh, more, or just a, a pinch over, than the full steel on the bracelet to get the gold bezel, the gold crown, the gold hands, and the gold center links, which seems to me, as well as being a very attractive watch, uh, a rather good price proposition as well. Yeah, I mean, it's funnily enough, the steel and gold bracelet is my least favorite of the bunch, the three new variations that they've released. So I'd probably go for the uh, the strap or, or the NATO strap, um, which is the same price as the steel one anyway. Um, yeah, but I am a, a huge fan of the um, the brown and gold and those sort of little vintage touches and everything. I think it's really cool. Yeah, so I, I like I like that that color coloration. Um, but yeah, for the, for me this the steel steel bracelet. I think Tudors are a little bit lumpy for me. They're a little bit kind of slab sided, and um, I think with the steel bracelet it feels a little bit too much heft for me. So I, I quite quite like this the strap versions they seem a little bit more subdued um but yeah i really really like these it is worth mentioning that this is still a 41 millimeter black bay as opposed to the smaller black bay 58 size uh something else i noticed i don't know if anyone else has the crown they've made it a little bit thicker so it sits flush with the case if you compare it to the steel you'll see what i mean um, just a nice little touch there and uh not the first fiddling with the crown that we'll see but overall, this really sparks off a fascination with steel and gold this year, which I think is very much in keeping with the fact that we've been doing the 70s for a while, we're going to start moving into the 80s. Yellow gold, as we saw at Rolex as well, is back. Try this path. Meet that bear. Uh, so then moving as well to the Black Bay Chrono steel and gold, you get... Gold pushes, gold crown, a gold sunburst dial, which is really nice. It's worth noting that unlike the GMT, the crown remains the same. It's the skinnier one with that little gap before the case. Uh, but again, despite the fact that you've got on the bracelet version wider uh, gold center links, you've got those gold pushes, it's only £1,500 more than the all-steel version, which it seems, seems surprisingly cheap for a steel and gold watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, gold lovers will be happy. But again, for me, uh, I'm not. I mean, this is just personally. I, I just, I'm not a fan of the gold dial. It doesn't look as crisp and as popping as the the panda variation. Um, no, but still a good option. No, I mean the the sunburst caught the light very nicely. But if you don't like gold, <laughs> you're not going to like it. Yeah, and you certainly won't like the the next steel and gold watch that they've released as well, which is the Black Bay. 31, 36, 39 and 41 with the Jubilee style bracelet with gold center links. There's a gold bezel and gold hands and markers as well. Nice watch for those who like it. For those who don't, move on to the Black Bay Pro because the Black Bay Pro is definitely the pick of the bunch. And perhaps I would say my favorite value watch at Watches and Wonders this year. Yeah. Cut through nature respectfully. Yeah. I mean, under £3,000 on strap, just over £3,000 on the bracelet and 
a reasonable size 39mm steel case, which is perfect for shrimpy guys like me. So, um, yeah, and really cool. Felt really good. Yeah. Um, looks really nice. This, this is based, of course, on the Explorer 21655, which had the steel bezel and the orange GMT hand. So this does get an orange GMT hand with that same uh, very tapered hand, but with a, as the 1655, but with the snowflake marker, which brings it back to the Tudor black bay line. Worth noting that although this is the 39 mil, it still gets the date, which we didn't see on the Black Bay 58, which was 39 mil, that lost the date. Um, not sure how you feel about that. If you prefer the date, or would rather have it gone? Um, it's quite tiny. It's quite subtle. Um, it's a nice to have, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it's the GMT function. That I'm not bothered about. <laughs> I don't need dual time. I can barely tell one time, let alone two. <laughs> I, I do quite like the extra flash of orange in that hand. It's quite a muted orange, which has a feel of. Um, sort of faded with time and it, it corresponds with the, the text on the dial which is also in orange you're right you when you see the pictures of it it looks almost like it's a photograph that's been sort of in direct sunlight doesn't it that orange <laughs> it does uh, also some details you may not have noticed the crown has been updated but not to the same thicker version that you saw on the gmt but to a deeper toothed more rolex style now i saw someone did a modification to the black bay 58 where they fitted a Rolex crown. And if you rewind back in time, the Tudor Submariners did have Rolex crowns with the Rolex crown logo on it. This is quite a nice little uh, kickback to that, and I do prefer those deeper teeth. It looks a bit more functional and less, oh, I'm just trying to do something different than Rolex, so it doesn't look like Rolex. That's, uh, I like that, and I think I'd be quite pleased if they added that to the 58 as well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and as soon as that's your main point of contact with your watch you know how you interact with it how you operate it it's good to get that feeling nice and it really does feel nice yeah it does if dark use lights uh, other little details you may have missed there are no uh, metal rings around the markers themselves they are just uh, solid paint or so they look in that vintage style they are actually little discs of ceramic they're raised ever so slightly off the dial impregnated with luminous paint to make them glow, but giving you that real vintage, no-border look. They look really cool, like little pieces of cheese. <laughs> they do have a very cheese-like consistency, like little slices of cheese string. <laughs> uh, and the last little detail, another nod back to the 1655, the centre handstack in the middle is all painted black instead of being the metallic colour of the hands or the painted colour of the hands. So, um, all round very much a homage to the 1655 and again Tudor demonstrating that while Rolex has to look forwards ceramic bigger cases shiny Tudor gets the opportunity to look back and that makes this my favorite Rolex of the show <laughs> yeah I can definitely see that cropping up on uh, best watch lists for many years to come yeah I really thought the Black Bay 58 was the this is my daily watch. I bought that now. That's fine. I'm going to keep that. But I really like this too. I might have to do some swapsies. I'm not sure. Find new playgrounds. Uh, but there you go. Tudor. Uh, a much more positive sentiment from us than yesterday's Rolex video for sure. Some really nice pieces there. Some stuff I'm looking forward to uh, getting hold of. Again. 
We only saw them briefly at the show and under some wacky lights and after being traumatized by a very distressing video. Use your imagination this time. Sink, landscape, water, plants, T-Rex. Time to head back home, maybe. So whatever your thoughts are, dear viewers and listeners, do bung them down in the comments below so we can respond to them tomorrow and um, let us know what brand you might like us to talk about next. Tom, what do you think? Well, there's some big boys. Um, I don't really, I don't really remember much about Patek, um, so maybe we'll talk about them. Yeah, me neither, actually. Maybe that'll make for a very boring video. <laughs> maybe. Oh, we didn't really talk about JLC either, and they had some mahoosive pieces out there. Oh yeah, we'll definitely cover them. Some of the biggest JLCs you've ever seen. Yeah, it's gonna, that's going to take some mental arithmetic, I think, to figure out what those puppies are all about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but while we figure that out, see you next time. Bye. Bye.